going for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past, any and all I am looking to last what else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in And only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking And all of these spots keep on talking and talking So what are we talking, what kind of alignment And running it deep, even players forgotten Or came from the bottom, or hitting that topping And this spot is popping, yeah this spot is popping And woo! this is the arm chat yeah. Put up your arms, yeah Sound the alarm, yeah What's up, everybody? We are back to our regular scheduled programming. This is episode 298 of the Armchair Fancy Show. Uh, of course, we are live here on the Going For Two Live podcast network every Wednesday and Friday night uh, on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, in all major uh, podcast networks as well. Uh, of course, we skipped over the holiday weekend. Um, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Ryan, my co-host, is here tonight. Uh, he um, Obviously, uh, Ryan, do you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, I mean, yeah, we we celebrated the week before that I got COVID actually on like the few days before Thanksgiving. So it was a little bit, uh, blocked up, but you know what, man, I watched football. I was happy. I I got to eat and watch football. I don't care. I was coughing. It was a good time. (laughs) Yeah. That is the best part of Thanksgiving. Eat and watch football. Literally, as long as I can, long as I can watch football and was able to stay awake. I was happy. Agreed. Agreed. All right, joining us for the first time, uh, Mr. Jordan Arsenault, uh, co-host of the Fancy Cheat Sheet on Tuesday nights right here on the Going For Two Live podcast network. He's also a writer for goingfor2.com. You can follow him at jarsenault89. What's up, Jordan? Uh, not too much, man. Glad to be here with you guys. Uh, first time. I'm looking forward to it. Good stuff. So give uh, give the audience a quick rundown on uh, on your your sort of impact on the fantasy space and kind of what you do for going for two and, and you know for the show and everything. So uh, every Tuesday, you know, I'm part of the fantasy chushi with my guys uh, Mike and Jamie. Uh, we just go out there and talk about things we we messed up on throughout the week. Uh, talk about some fun stuff, Monday Night Football. We kind of recap that and stuff like that. Uh, I write an article every week. Um, you know, cut, cut them or keep them, just making decisions on, you know, roster roster moves and stuff right before, you know, the matchups start for the week. So I'm just happy to be a part of it, man, and uh, just want to keep it going. Good stuff, man. Yeah, we're glad to have you. And that, that article you do every week is a, is a great article, um, definitely. And your your work on the cheat sheet with, with Mike and, and company, also, you know, great stuff there. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, that was your, your, first, uh, your first live podcast. Is that right? Yeah, definitely it was. Uh, like uh, I was talking to him, you know, before we went on air. I was like, man, I'm nervous, you know. But uh, Mike, as a host, he makes it easy, man. I, I like talking with those guys every week. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, we actually have Mike on uh, on next week. Actually, it's going to be our our 300th yeah. episode, so he'll be on here yeah, as well. Good stuff. Yeah. We actually plan to have Mike there for a 300. 300th episode because he's such an integral part yeah exactly 100 <laughs> percent. jeff played it specifically <laughs> all right let's get into our bleep use hey you know what f*** you 
All right, Jordan, you're the guest here, so you get to go first. Uh, give us your bleep you for the week. So if it's okay with you guys, I have an honorable mention bleep you as well as my, my pick. So my first bleep you is Tyler Boyd. Um, Tyler Boyd, when, when Jamar Chase went down a couple of weeks ago, I found Tyler Boyd on a waiver wire, and I was like, I struck gold. You know, he was coming off of the game where he had 155 yards and a touchdown, I think, against Atlanta. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. I added him to my stable of receivers. And since then, man, nothing. nothing. Uh, he Single-digit PPR points in the last three games since that game. Um, Chase is coming back next week, so I have no use for him. Uh, he just screwed me in a couple of matchups. So, you know, bleep you, Tyler Boy. Yeah. Bleep you, bro. Uh, my honorable mention is Brian Robinson, only because it's felt like every time I played him and I thought he would do well, he sucked. And when I benched him, like, against Philadelphia and against uh, Atlanta, he went off. So, yes. you know, bleep you, Brian Robinson, as well. Yeah. Yeah, that Tyler Boyd one's kind of crazy because I think the narrative uh, a couple of years ago when it was him and uh, when A.J. Green was still there, Tyler Boyd always played better with A.J. Green in the lineup than when he was out of the lineup. It almost seems like it's the same thing with, with Jamar Chase. Like, Boyd has better games with he's Jamar Chase. He's not built Chase. to be the man. Yeah, exactly. He's, he, he's, meant to be, he's meant to be Robin. He ain't Batman. But yeah. T. Higgins was there, so I thought, you know, he still had yeah. things to, to shine. But he yeah. needs to be like Alfred, it seems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess, at his, I, guess at, I guess at his age in the NFL, that's appropriate, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you got for your bleep you? Uh, my bleep you comes from the heart, and it's not just this week, but this week was nice on the pipe cake. That is Greg Roman. Oh, my God, dude. Be worse at football. You were two for five in the red zone. I can't wait to just field goals last week. You have a quarterback can get out and it's dual threat, and you can't score against a Jags team who's not that great. It's unacceptable, man. Like, take that Stanford job. Get out of my face. I'm tired of seeing you. <laughs> Just be gone. I hope I hope you do very well in college football, but as a Raven, you're dead to me. Get 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 that out. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100 percent because obviously he was our O coordinator uh, for the 49ers in the Kaepernick years, and I'm the, I was the same way with him. He was very predictable. Um, I was telling y'all pre-show that he, I can. He's cool for him. a year. Yeah, he. I can call the plays. You he's know, good for a. He's good for a young quarterback, yep. and then once you know. Teams learn what they do. It's high school offense. Yep. Yeah, yep. Like, like you said, it just feels like he runs his course uh, with the teams that he – like last week when you guys were, I think, inside the five, I was like, okay, it's going to be a play action and a throw to Mark Andrews. Now that happened, and Andrews dropped the pass. Bro, I, I don't want to talk about that. But – uh, it it would have worked if you'd have bought it, but you know I, it's definitely predictable. Yeah, definitely. All right, so and with Lamar, it shouldn't be. No, yeah. you're right. Agreed. You have the yeah, you have the, the threat of everything with Lamar Jackson, and you shouldn't be predictable at all. You should, you should have all kinds of things open, especially down in the red zone. I mean, there's so many things open in the red zone for that kind of, that kind of team with that kind of running quarterback. It's crazy that they have trouble scoring down there. So my bleep you is kind of a, a bleep you for weeks one through eleven. Uh, and is going to Zach Zach Wilson. <laughs> it's going to Zach Wilson for killing my shares of Elijah Moore. Um, I loved Elijah Moore, you know, last year as a rookie. Even this year, when he became, you know, the second guy to, to Garrett Wilson, 
Uh, and then Zach Wilson just ruined him. And, you know, I got to the point where I think is, is Elijah Moore even good? And then, of course, he comes out, you know, this past game with Mike White, who's not exactly the greatest quarterback, but he played really well this past week. And lo and behold, uh, Elijah Moore is back on the map all of a sudden. So uh, bleep you to Zach Wilson for ruining, like I said, all my shares of Elijah Moore that I have since put him on the bench or I've traded him away or dropped him in some of my redraft leagues. Um, so, yeah, bleep you, Zach Wilson. I, I would assume that Zach Wilson is on a lot of the Jets bleep you list as well. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. All. Yeah, <laughs> every single All. one of them, including the, yeah, his teammates and everything, too. All right, let's get to the news and notes. News and notes from around the league. News and notes is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Not only do they offer best ball leagues, but they have pick em contests, which you can win up to 20 times your money. Uh, no head-to-heads, no lineup to set. Uh, you don't need to beat 20,000 rosters to win. Just pick higher or lower and up to five player props for a chance to win. Get the Underdog app for iOS or Android and use our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. Uh, they have player props for NFL, NBA, NHL, even the World Cup. Uh, mix and match them all you want. Uh, again, the promo code is GF2. Get the app, use the code, place bets, and win money. It's that easy. All right, guys, I had a hard time finding some news and notes to talk about this week because it's getting to that point in the season where we've talked about most of the big news. And um, but there are a couple of notes here that I wanted to talk about. And the first one, we'll go here with a couple of running backs. Uh, Melvin Gordon signs to the practice squad with the Kansas City Chiefs or is he expected to? I don't know if he's officially signed yet. I know he's expected to sign. Um, but I want to know, Ryan, does that do anything to your uh, Isaiah Pacheco shares or are you excited about Melvin Gordon being in that offense there? Anything to do with Melvin Gordon? I think it's not how much it's detrimental to Pacheco. I think it's kind of it makes each of them more game script dependent. I think you're gonna see Melvin Gordon in those games where they're winning, trying to work out the clock. Uh kind of like that Daryl Williams role from last year, where you knew if they're gonna win and they're gonna be trying to grind out at the end, it's gonna be him. If they're in a shootout, you're gonna see Pacheco on the field because he is a more electric player. So I think it's going to be a little bit more game script dependent. But you know what? As it is, yes, he's had a couple good games lately, but it's still very game script dependent, especially with that team in the running back position. It just kind of spreads it out a little bit more. I'm not super stoked to start either of them any week, but I think you can kind of play on who their matchup is to see if one's startable or not. Yeah, agreed. Any thoughts on Melvin Gordon, Jordan? Yeah, um, we kind of talked about it last night. Uh, I talked about it with Mike and, and Jamie last night. Um, I was surprised, man, considering, uh, you know, Ronald Jones made a, uh, made a sighting last week. He looked pretty good uh, in his time. Um, Pacheco's looked good, like Ryan said. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think it's, you know, game script. I think he's going to be more of a depth piece. I would like to think that they would use kind of Rojo YC ages out uh, in tandem with McKinnon and, and Pacheco as well. So we'll see what happens with it. But, I mean, it was a low a low risk, possibly high reward uh, move for them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, like you said, low risk, high high reward, especially with injuries, the running backs. You know, you get one or two of those guys. I mean, McKinnon's not the picture of health. If he gets injured, does, you know, Gordon step into that number two role, the receiving down role? Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, if you got to – He's a solid back, man. Yeah. I mean, he's not bad. He's still good enough where he was getting playing time. He's not terrible by any means. He's just boring. Do, you, do y'all buy the reason he got cut? Have y'all heard the, the quote-unquote reason he got cut? Y'all buy that reason? 
that he was blasting Future. No, what was the reason? He was blasting Future in the locker room, who's, you know, Future oh. is his, uh, dude, his brother Russell are, are Wilson's we, No, dude, that's not true. <laughs> that was like, that That was Drake Jordan, who's a troll account, who posted that news. It's I wish, it No, was. that's fake. I wish, I wish it was <laughs> yes. true, but. I wish it was true, but yeah, like. Yeah, I've seen it all I, over TikTok and everything. Who, yeah. Yeah, that dude, I, everyone believed him for some reason, because, you know. I, that's what Twitter does. Lady. I think the fumbles had a lot to do with why they, I agree. Why they let him go. Yeah, especially because he had goal line fumbles. Think as a team, why keep an old guy? Yeah, he had a bunch of goal line fumbles too, which that's the worst place to fumble. All right, Ryan, let's go talk about one of your running backs. Uh, this is a guy I was excited coming into the season. Unfortunately, it did not pan out the way I had hoped. I had him in uh, in Scott Fishbowl as well. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has been, uh, you know, he's opened up his 21 uh, day window to see if he can come back this year. Uh, what are you thinking with Dobbins? Do you think they risk it this year for him, or do you think that he's just going to be done for the year? Uh, I think they risk it if they're for sure getting the play. Like, I think if it comes down once the playoffs start or close, to, if they're playing for the playoffs, yes. If they win a bunch and they're clear of the playoffs, I don't think they play until then. I think if it's close, they activate him a little sooner. But I think either if they're in easy or struggling to get it, we are if they're struggling to get it, we don't we see him. If they're in easy, we don't tilt the playoffs. Is he someone that Gus Edwards is? They trust him. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he someone they, that we trust in fantasy? Very well. Is he someone that we're no. gonna trust in fantasy? You think it's just gonna be a, a limited I, role? I, I'm not trusting him till I see him in the offense in fantasy. Agreed. Like I want a game. I will take him coming in and have a 120 yard game on his first start back. I'll take him on the bench on the chin because I'm just not confident how they'll use him. If it happens, I'm ecstatic for the week after. But I'm not taking that chance. Agreed. Any thoughts on, on J.K. Dobbins, Jordan? Anything that you're looking at with him? Uh, I'm kind of hoping that they don't uh, activate him anytime soon. I think if and when they do, it'll be uh, a confusing situation with the running backs. I mean, Gus, Gus is still there. King and Drake has proven to be serviceable at times. So. They're going to definitely ease J.K. back in. I don't care if he says he was 100% when they activated. They're going to ease him back in. He said that. He said that last time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we can't believe it. We can't believe anything he says. So uh, it's going to be a, a messy committee situation, and it's just going to make me stay away from, from the Ravens running backs, honestly. Yeah. All right, let's look at a few receivers here. I'll go to you first this time, Jordan. Uh, two receivers. One of them's coming back this week. He's a stud receiver. We know that. Uh, the other one's a rookie that hasn't played yet this season. It may not make his debut this week, but maybe with the week 14 uh, thing. But Jameis Williams uh, could be come back uh, week 14. And then Jamar Chase could come back this week, week 13. So my question to you is, one, if Jamar Chase is you're on your bench right now, are you putting him in there the first week he comes back? And then Jamison Williams, is he worth uh, adding right now as a flyer, knowing that you probably would only have him for the playoffs? So I'm definitely start Chase uh, this this week. They said he said today, I think or yesterday, that it was, he was held out uh, as, a, as a precaution last week. So I feel like he's going to be ready to go. So I'm I'm starting firing him up with ease. Uh, Jamison Williams, Jameson Williams, I think he's worth the stash uh, just to see uh, what you get. I mean, I know Amara saying. Brown has been kind of dominating for for them, and golf hasn't been excellent like he was at the beginning of the season. But you know, it's just worth taking a chance when you got a talent like that. 
uh, on an offense that's normally chasing points, throwing the ball a lot. So it's worth the it's worth the if you have an IR spot particularly, yeah. uh, you know, put them there. Uh, but if, you know, you don't drop anybody valuable for them. I don't think at this point. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. What about you, Ryan? Are you are you comfortable putting Chase in your lamp this week? Uh, yeah, Will's up on Chase. Like he he's elite, <laughs> and I'm not. Who, who are you going to start over him if he's on your team? Let's be real honest about it. Um, and James Williams, I I'm a huge James Williams advocate. If you listen to us in the off season, my crush on him is ridiculous. But I'm not starting him in fantasy this year, like at all. Like I'll let somebody else have him spend spend the fab on him because if you look at it one thing you have to build that rapport with the quarterback which he normally takes the offseason which he's had none of so he doesn't have that rapport if he comes in he's going to be used maybe as a deep threat to spread the field which maybe a couple targets a game and or could be like a three for 60 game on a touchdown or something like that it's not going to be something that you can hang your hat on like i said in all ross st brown just eats up targets I think James Williams is a huge ad in Dynasty, and he's sometimes shooting for in trades. But in redraft, not really messing with him. Yeah, as a as a Jameson Williams owner in a couple of my leagues, I'm actually hoping the Lions don't play him at all. Like, I just hope they just wait till next year at this point. I don't want to risk it. I mean, I'd love to see him on the field, but I don't think there's a scenario which I'm starting him uh, in my Dynasty leagues. So I don't want to risk further injury. Don't don't push it if they don't have to, if, especially because they're not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I prefer them just to keep him out, but they probably will play him, you know, weeks 14 through 17. He'll probably be in there. I don't want to see him until I see his uh, former college quarterback throwing him touchdowns next year. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's talk about uh, one last note here, quarterback. Um, We haven't mentioned him much offseason, but we got to bring him up because he is finally coming back, making his return to Sean Watson, coming back to play his former team, Houston Texans. Uh, Superflex League, Jordan, are you firing up Deshaun Watson in this first week here? I'm nervous about it because he looked terrible in the preseason. Uh, however, if you know, it depends on who your second quarterback is. I mean, I'd take a chance. I mean, they are playing as the Texans. I mean, so there is a good chance. It's a revenge game for him, obviously. Uh, he can, he can, he has, he has the weapons. He has the run game to lean on if, if he struggles a little bit. I'll take a chance on him in one league if you know if you have multiple shares of him, but I'm not 100% confident in him coming out there first week and finally because he looked really bad in the preseason action that he had. Yeah, let's let's play a little game here real quick before I get to you, Ryan, and your thoughts. I'm gonna name a few quarterbacks, and you tell me if you're starting that quarterback over Deshaun Watson or not. Uh, Tom Brady. He has the the Saints this week. Brady. Yeah, probably Brady. Uh, Derek Carr versus the Chargers. Watson. 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 Yeah. All right, so that's where the that's where the line break is there. So Brady and then, yeah, then below Derek Carr, as far as rankings go, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm sure you're going to Watson with that one. Uh, what about Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins uh, against the Jets this week. Watson. Watson over Cousins Watson. as well. Yeah, Jets, Jets defense is legit. legit. 100%. I mean, Sauce is going to get the business this week for the first time of the season, but that defense is legit. Sauce will get the business. I got got one for you guys. Uh, How about Geno Smith? So I actually have to make that decision in one league, and I I haven't yet. Um, I think I might go with Watson, though. 
Okay. It's tough because I, I think, uh, isn't Aaron Donald? He was ruled out, right? I think yeah, he, Aaron Donald's missing the first game of his career. Yeah. So, oh, obviously, I didn't know that. So that changes changes things. So, you know, I'd feel more comfortable with you. you know? Yeah, agreed. And I think, uh, so they're in LA. So I was going to say, if they're in Seattle, it'd be even a, a bigger slam dunk, but they are playing in LA. So. I think I'm Gino. Rams have been playing like trash, man. Yeah, they really have. They they they've kind of mailed it in for the season. All right, let's get to our bold predictions for rest of season. Um, so I asked these guys before the show to come up with two to three bold predictions that we're going to just talk about now uh, for rest of season. So uh, we'll go to you first, Ryan. Give me uh, give me your first bold prediction here. Okay, we're just going bold because I want to do it. And I love this man. DJ Moore's going to end up a low end wide receiver one by the end of the season. I like it. And actually, he's, he's had a rough start. He's moved his way up to 20th right now. And why I have standard rankings up, I makes me want to headbutt something. <laughs> but, uh, that makes it a little more daunting because at 24. So I think he's young. I think he's going to move up to 12 by the end of the season. We include week 17. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just piggyback on yours because my bowl prediction was also about DJ Moore. Uh, so before the season, my bowl prediction was he'd catch 10 touchdowns. He has four right now. I don't think he gets to 10 touchdowns. However, I do think he falls just short. He's got six games left to play. They're the Lions, the Seahawks, the Steelers, uh, the Bucks, and the Saints. And I think he can get five more touchdowns to bring his total to nine and just miss the 10 that I had predicted in the offseason. So, uh, and I think that would put, put him where you think, Ryan, I think he would be up in that uh, low end. Yeah, he gets nine touchdowns puts him there easy. Yep, agreed. All right, Jordan, what you got for your bowl prediction? So we talked about the Jets a little bit. We talked about, you know, bleep you, Zach Wilson. So I'm kind of my bold prediction is kind of based off of what happened to Zach Wilson. So I'm gonna say that uh, that <laughs> this is crazy, but I think Mike White. It's a it's a double Jets uh, bold prediction. Mike White will finish the season. This is only if he keeps the job, obviously, but he will finish as a top ten QB for rest of the season, and Ooh. Garrett Wilson will be a top twelve receiver as long as Mike White is the quarterback. Nice. I like it. Looking at their schedule, you know, they play Vikings, Bills, which, you know, Von Miller being out will help uh, that uh, the pass rush will be neutralized a little bit. They play the Lions, Jags, and Seahawks before playing the Dolphins in Week 18. So that's definitely gettable matchups for Mike White to do his thing again. So, you know, if the defense keeps playing the way it does, giving them more opportunities on offense, I can see Mike White, uh, you know, finishing as a top ten quarterback. Yeah, I like it. You mean if, uh, from I, this I, point I, on? I like that. I'm, yeah, I'm from this point on. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a pretty miraculous yeah. last six games if he ended up being top ten quarterback overall. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're no, saying. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Rest of the season. Rest of season. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Let's go back to you. Give me another bold prediction. I don't know if this is bold, but I just. Oh, I think I muted you by accident. Hold on. Sorry, I, I don't know what happened there. I, somehow you got muted. <laughs> it was so bold, I couldn't even let it out there. I had to block it. I was like, no, you can't talk about that. No, not, now you ever saw it. I don't think it's that bold. Like, I'm saying it, and I don't think it's bold, but I just think it's going to be upsetting to some people because they don't want to hear it. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is going to outscore Tony Pollard the rest of the season. 
and people are going to lose their minds. That's pretty bold. And we're going to go in the same cycle. And we're going to go in the same cycle of Tony Pollard's Zeke debate every single year. And it's going to go to next year, the same thing, because it's fancy football pain. It's never going to end. <laughs> yeah. So you think Zeke's is... I don't been... know if it's bold. I just think it's it's just what they do in Dallas. Yeah, I was going to say, so think you think Zeke's... I don't think anyone wants to admit it. You think Zeke's getting touchdowns? Is that what he's going to be scoring points yeah. over? He's getting the touchdowns? I, and I bet the touches are down near 50-50. Yeah. That's a like, good one. If the touches be equal in touchdowns, it's Zeke. Good stuff. All right, so my next bowl prediction is more of a, I don't know if this is a bowl prediction or more of like, I just hope it happens because I have him on my team and I need it to happen. But uh, A.J. Dillon, rest of season from this point forward, will be Uh, at least an RB2. He's got some great matchups. He's got the Bears, the Rams, the Dolphins, Vikings, and Lions. None of those guys have uh, good run defenses. Aaron Rodgers is banged up a little bit. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is banged up. You upset the baby. Yeah. Well, see, now that I know Jordan is a is a Packers fan too, I, I, that's why I wanted to go next because I want to get his opinion on that. If you think AJ Dillon can can be an RB two rest of the season, I honestly, man, I don't, uh, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Uh, you know, I'm hoping uh, he looked good against Philly, um, but you know, just the way the offense, if especially if Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think they they will rely on the run game a little bit more if Rodgers kind of shuts it down, but I think it might be, I don't I don't know man. I just watching Dylan sometimes I just don't see the explosion like I thought he would have when the season first started. Yeah. Uh, but you know hey, I think he'll be better. Hopefully he's a lot better than he was the first several weeks of the season. Yeah, but I I, w- I could see him finishing close to that RB two range. Yeah, I, I think I, I watched them last week. So, you know, my, my wife's a Packers fan, too. So I, I, I watch a lot of Packers games because of that. And he looked better than he's looked since week one this past week. So I don't know what he did, yeah. um, but he definitely looked more explosive. And they were tending to use him a little bit more in more favorable situations. I think he's got the same amount of yeah. touches that he had. But I think in situations where they weren't necessarily keying on the run where they used him. So I think if they can kind of mix him in like that and get him some uh, creative touches, I think he'll be fine. All right, Jordan, give us one more bold prediction here. So I'm sorry for this, Ryan, but uh, I think Lamar Jackson, Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson finishes outside the top 10 QBs uh, rest of the season. Uh, he's QB5 right now, uh, averaging 22 points a game, according to Fantasy Pros. But since week three, he's only scored over 20 fantasy points twice. And one of those was last week, 23.1 against the Jags, and he scored 21 points uh, against Tampa Bay earlier in the season. But he has Denver this week, which is a tough matchup. He has Pittsburgh, who a division rival, tough game. Uh, Cleveland, another division rival. Now, he, he can blow up against Atlanta, but he also has Pittsburgh again. So, you know, I don't – if Greg Roman keeps Greg Roman in, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, we might, we might have some problems for, for Lamar uh, rest of the season. Yeah, I like that. Good, good bold call. And I didn't tell me that you were a Ravens fan, Ryan, pre-show. So <laughs> that was all we, on we, him. We talked about a preset. Uh, no, it's good. Uh, it's, I'm used to it, man. It's good. Oh, good. All right. So uh, we're going to do a couple more things tonight. First thing we're going to do some uh, pickup uh, prop bets, guys, and then hang around. We're going to do a first round mock draft. We're going to do a super early 2023 mock draft. So let's go ahead and get to our uh, prop bets. 
Going for two live and playpickup.com present the pickup props of the week of the week. All right. By now, you all know how this goes. Um, We're going to basically go over a couple of these prop bets that I put in our Discord channel. If you haven't joined the Discord channel yet, go to my uh, Twitter handle at Jeff Lambert 77. It's right there in the profile. Join the the Discord. We do these uh, prop bets every week. Um, We got three of them this week and we'll kick it off here with you, Jordan. Uh, More total yards in week 13. Austin Eckler versus Josh Jacobs. And of course, they are playing in a head to head matchup this week. So I'm going with Josh Jacobs. Uh, obviously, he's coming off of the 300, over the 300 total yard game uh, last week, that 88-yard run to, to cap off the win. But I also, I just think the Chargers are terrible against the run. So I could see Josh Jacobs uh, Josh Jacobs eating. He catches a lot of passes as well. Eckler hasn't really been that good in the run game, but he, you know, he'll, he'll catch some passes. But I, I definitely think Jacobs uh, will, will have more total yards in this one. I like it. Yeah, and it's crazy that Jacobs is catching passes because me and Ryan talk about this as you know from his rookie season that he's a good pass catcher and just they never used him as a pass catcher. I think last week he caught a one-handed catch and I'm like that's you know he's a good pass catcher. Throw him the damn ball. That was my fa- that was my favorite thing in his draft profile and they just never used. They it. never used. My, him. I, I guess a F you should be the John Gruden. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> Josh McDaniels is using him like John Gruden should have. Yep, hundred percent. What about you, Ryan? More uh, total yards week 13, Eckler or Jacobs? So I'm going with Eckler because Jacobs has missed practice a couple times this week for a calf injury. And anything injury-wise below the belt, I'm always a little hesitant. So I'm just kind of going with safe on that. Plus, I love Eckler. Like, he's amazing. He's been amazing this year. I know Jacobs had the game this year, but sometimes you see a letdown after that as well. But the injuries, it scares me a little bit. Yeah, that's a good call because, yeah, you're right. He has been dealing with some injuries, been limited this week. Um, and actually, even last week, I think going into the game, there was some questions if he was going to play or not. And then he came out and balled out. So uh, I don't know what kind of injury he had. Josh Jacobs, like, he it's he seemed like he was fragile the first couple of years, but he has a contract on the line this year. So now he's like Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> Habitually nicked up and just, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll be the tiebreaker here, and I'm going to go with uh, Josh Jacobs for the things that Jordan said, that the Chargers have just been terrible. If you listen to our DFS show on Friday, the Chargers are the, the defense you want to put your running backs against. Um, they've gotten a little bit better as the season progressed, but I mean they're, they were terrible at one point, giving up like six yards a carry. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to go with Jacobs there, especially if he, if, you know, if he gets that workload. I think there's no way he doesn't go uh, over 100 again this week. Uh, the Discord is split right down the middle. 50-50 for this one. So there's no there's no uh clear cut winner on this one for the from the Discord. So love to see it. Let's go ahead and go to this next one here. We got uh two rookies playing against each other, two rookie receivers here. More receiving yards week 13, Ryan. Uh George Pickens or Drake London? Uh I'm going with George Pickens. Drake London has been very, very underwhelming. He hasn't hit that 50-yard mark since uh, week three. Uh, George Pickens and Kenny Pickett have seemed to have chemistry. He's seen six targets last two games, definitely passed that over the 50-yard line. Atlanta's defense is kind of trash, so I think we're going to Pickens. All right, I like it. What about you, Jordan? Pickens for all the same reasons. 
hundred percent. Yeah, sweep it. I'm going Pickens as well. And the Discord went Pickens uh, sixty forty. Drake got more votes than I thought he would. I, I you know, with, yeah. with the way he's played this season, I didn't think Drake would get that many votes. But it's because we want it to happen. Yeah, exactly. He you know he was the the uh, wide receiver one in most rookie drafts, and people wanted it to happen. All right, last one here, and I'll go to you first, Jordan, because this is uh, this is Ryan's game here, so we'll get his opinion uh, after this. But uh, who will lead the Broncos and Ravens in rushing yards? Uh, your options are Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, Latavius Murray, or other. Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, you know, I just... The Denver is decent against the run, but you know nobody can stop Lamar Jackson when he run. He's gonna be pissed after this loss. He's gonna try to take it out on the Broncos. So I'm going Lamar. All right, Ryan. Yeah, it's Lamar. Like (laughs) it's gonna be a Lamar game. Yeah, I'm with you both as well. And Discord agrees at a 49% clip. They went Lamar. Gus Edwards got 22%. I wanted to be Gus, by the way. Yeah, because that would be... I want it to be Gus. Yeah, if if it's Gus, then you know that you're running your offense and you're doing well. If it's Lamar, it may be a dogfight because, you know, you never know. All right, good stuff, guys. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get into the uh, mock draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right, so this will be our first uh, 2023 redraft mock draft. Uh, We're going to do a 12-team, one QB PPR. We're just going to do two rounds here. Uh, We're going to assume that all the players that had season-ending injuries this year are are healthy. So like the Brees Halls and the Javante Williams, they're all good to go. Um, So, Jordan, you got the 101 here, and I'm curious to where you go here with the 101. Man, I've been thinking about this as I saw the show sheet and I've been going back and forth. Uh, normally, in every season of my life, I've always picked the running back if I had the first pick. I don't think I can do it. And I think I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson at, at, at the 101. I like it. I like it. And it, it's, Dude, it's been kind yeah. of the narrative on Twitter, too. Like people are talking about you go receiver early this year. This is this, re- this is the, you know, next year is the year to do that. So yeah. I, I like it. Ryan, you got the 102. What do you think of that pick, too, by the way? I know you're a big Jefferson fan. Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, there's only two guys I was thinking about, and he's one of them, and two. Like, Jefferson's unbelievable. Um, I lot. There's three guys I'm thinking of, some between two. But I'm going to go with uh, Saquon Barkley. Okay. Yeah, I know I'm he started on fire. He, he slowed down a little bit lately, but you know what, man? My man has 224 rush attempts and another, 35, or another 47 targets. If and that think, offense is going to get better next year. I say that offense improves next year. You add a real okay. receiver who's it, that opens the world up for him, and that efficiency matches the rest. He's so good. Yeah, I like it. If I if I know for certain that they have a better like quarterback, maybe or better offense, then definitely Saquon is, is number one. Yeah, as currently constructed, I'm I'm weary of them just stacking the box against them, and and which they're doing. Yeah, right. It still doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, so the 103 is tough because I, I can go a lot of different directions here, and I'm looking at the running backs now to kind of figure out who I want to go with, options that I have on the board. Uh, I don't know if I want to go that high with Travis Etienne or Kenneth Walker going into their second season, so I'm going to play it safe here and go with the guy who was, up until this last week, was the RB1 until Josh Jacobs went nuts, and I'll take uh, I'll take Austin Eckler here at the 103. 
Now you're looking at standard scoring. I'm looking at what? You're looking at standard scoring. Eckler still won. Is he still won? I thought Jacobs paced, pa- passed him this week. I could have swore he passed nah, him. Nah, PPR, we're at 255 and 242. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I could have swore I saw that he passed him. Maybe he passed him in one of my leagues and I have some different scoring, so that's possible. Um, but yeah, Austin Eckler, my 103 pick here. Jordan, you got the Not 104. <sighs> yeah, I know. Um, so I think I'm going to go with the guy in San Francisco, uh, Christian McCaffrey, at four. You're not worried about uh, all those weapons there and Jimmy Garoppolo not being there anymore because he's a free agent after the season. True, but they they traded quite a bit to get him. I think they're going to use him. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell's knees are are problematic. Um, not to say C-Mac's body isn't problematic as well, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know. I think you have to be wary of Trey Lance probably vulturing at some touchdowns here or there, but this guy is so talented. I feel like you just you can't with that offense being able to move the ball to touchdown opportunities are going to be immense. So yeah, I will see that. I like it, Ryan. You got the one hundred and five here. Um, age be damned. I don't care. He is the man at his possession and. Overall, it's just such an advantage. I think Travis Kelsey. I knew it. I knew you were going like to. He's attached to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he, his, there's, there's no slowing down. Like, you think he's in his closer to his mid-30s, and he has 12 touchdowns this year and almost a thousand, he's near 1,000 yards. He's not slowing down at all. I'm, I'm going to take him until the wheels fall off. Yep, I like it. Someone did a, a, uh, a, some research on this, and they took all the average of the first-round picks this year and which teams were you know destined for the playoffs compared to what teams that weren't. And Travis Kelsey was the one that if you pick Travis Kelsey in the first round, your team is most likely going to be in the playoffs because he's just been a beast this year. He's been a monster. So um, I like that pick. All right, so you made my pick pretty easy because I had, had Travis Kelsey on my list here, but then I had the other guy that I was thinking about, and he was the, the consensus 101 last year. He had a pretty awful season up until the last couple of games. Uh, but I do think there's a bounce back coming. He's still young. Mr. Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Uh, I will gladly take him here at the 106. Tremendous value, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a, have a huge bounce back season and have a good second half of this season as well. All right, Jordan, we're back to you at the 107. Uh, yeah, uh, I think. So. Here I am going receiver again. Uh, but. But I think I'm going to go with Jamar Chase uh, here at the 107. Uh, you know, when he's played this season, he's been electric. Um, him and Joe Burrow obviously have the chemistry. He's still very young. He's younger than Justin Jefferson. So, you know, I can see them doing this for years to come. Uh, top guy, Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's where I would have gone at the 107, too. I think Chase is right. I think right in that spot there. 106, 107 is where I would be taking Jamar Chase. All right, Ryan, you got the 108. Dude, I can tell I'm still in redraft mode because I'm still drafting old guys, <laughs> and I love it right now. And I think Derrick Henry. Like, what are you going to say? He's going to get f- close to 300 carries every year. That offense runs through him. It's not going to change that much next year. And barring an injury, he's still Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, we forget about him just because he's so consistently good. 100% agree with that. 
All right, it's getting tricky here at the 109, and I'm going to go with another running back. Um, I'm be- torn between two, three guys, Ramondre Stevenson. Be a, be a homer, dude. I know you want to do it. Be a homer. I'm, Chris McCaffrey's gone already. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's <laughs> the fun of me. Uh, yeah, I can't take Christian McCaffrey. I would. If he was here at the 109, definitely that would be a no-brainer. Uh, but I'm looking at Ramondre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, or uh, Travis Etienne. I know there's some other running backs that are a little bit older that have had a little bit more history. Um, but I like these guys upside. And I think I'm going to go Kenneth Walker because I, I actually, my original rankings before I, you know, listen to all the pundits as I had Kenneth Walker actually over Brees Hall and then people talked me out of it and then the combine happened and I put Brees Hall over Kenneth Walker but I love Kenneth Walker he's showing obviously why he was the the pick that he was for the Seahawks and I don't think uh Mr. uh Rashad Penny you know is really gonna be anything next year so give me Kenneth Walker here at the 109. At least, your co-host was right. At least your co-host was right about the two rookie backs. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good pick. Penny, Penny's job is, is over. He might as well pack it up. Yep. It's yeah. All right, Jordan, you got the 110 here. Man, y'all keep – well, I guess I, I like to take receivers, I guess. But I'm going to go with uh, – <laughs> I'm going to go with Tariq Hill uh, at 10. Um, I was skeptical of the Dolphins' offense as a whole going into this season. Um, Tua, though, he's kind of alleviated those concerns, being able to and even though his deep ball hangs in the air for what seems like three hours and, you know, <laughs> Waddle and, and Hill got to stop and come back to the ball. It works. It's been working. Hill is up there in targets. He's up there in production. I, I think it can continue. Mike, Mike McDaniel is a genius, so you know, I, I'm rolling with Tariq Hill. He's still fairly young. He's not an old guy or anything yeah. like that, so as long as Tua can stay healthy, I like Tariq. Yeah, it's it's funny because I was a big Tua guy this offseason. I pumped him up all offseason. And even I didn't see this Tyreek Hill type of season this year. Right. You know, I thought it would be a waddle and Tyreek would be really good. But, I mean, Tyreek is, you know, at one point was on pace to sort of go over 2,000 yards on the season. So I didn't see that coming for sure. But a great pick there they're, at the one. They're both really good, man. They're both top six. Yeah, it's I crazy. Thought, I thought he, they would only be good enough to support, like, one uh, a game, but like there's been several games where they've both been top ten. I'm yep. like, wow. Yep. I think we even had a show. We had a show this off season where I asked that question as far as can they both be top twelve? And I think everybody unanimously said, you know, one of them will be you know top twelve, but the other one will kind of hang in that sixteen, fifteen, fourteen range. Uh, but they're both in the top, you know, top six, top seven right now. So um, great pick. All right, Ryan, you got the uh, the one eleven here. I'm sticking with receivers and Stefan Diggs. He's consistently attached to it, consistently fed. He's attached to Josh Allen. There's nothing left to like. like. I know exactly what I'm going to get week in, week out. I like it. I like it. It's a great pick. And it's yeah. who I would have picked if he would have fallen to me at the 112. Um, so I have the 112 and the 201 back to back here. And I think I'm going to double tap receiver and i'm gonna go with uh aj brown uh with jalen hurts i think another season with jalen hurts is gonna be uh yeah, you know and then uh i'm gonna go with Devontae adams i know he's had an up and down season but that stretch of games that he had uh, up until this past weekend where he was getting you know tons and tons of targets there um i'll go ahead and take Devontae adams at the 201 there all right and then back to you ryan at the 202 
uh, I'm between two guys here, and I'm gonna take Nick Chubb. Ah, that's <laughs> little. <laughs> I, I <laughs> uh, Deshaun Watson opens up that offense. No matter how you feel, like he's gonna improve that offense with him, which means red, more red zone opportunities for Chubb, who's still and Cream Hunt won't be there most likely. Dominant, dominant, yeah. Even if he is there, I don't care. Yeah. Like I like Nick Chubb in in whatever they have. He's still got two hundred carries this year yep. and twelve touchdowns. Like Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb. Like I hope Hunt comes back because that just gives you more value on Chubb when he's consistently good either way. Yeah, and the great but, thing about the great thing about Chubb and his career that fifty fifty split that he's had has kind of kept the the miles off trash. of him. He's you know he's a young yeah. twenty eight or whatever he is now. So yeah, agreed. They kept him fresh, man. Like I'm cool with Chubb on my team. He's Yep, absolutely. not exciting, but you know he's gonna be good. Yep, absolutely. he's not. He's exciting to watch. Don't, yeah, but he's just in fantasy because he didn't get the PPR points. He's not exciting, but I, I love watching him he's breaking those tackles. He's oh, he's a beast. He's one of the best pure runners in the league. But yeah. like as a fantasy perspective, nobody ever gets excited about Nick Chubb. Yeah, like oh, it's a good pick, and then they move on. Yep, hundred percent. All right, uh, Jordan two hundred three. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Travis Etienne here. Um, you know, a young guy. Uh, that that I expect the Jaguars' offense next year to be explosive. I know Calvin Ridley will be there. Uh, don't know what to expect from him, but he's another weapon that they add. Uh, he'll ETN will start this season as the unquestioned number one running back, uh, going through the training camp and everything like that. So I expect him to come out in his third year and and, and be really good if he can stay healthy. I like it. Yeah, I actually considered him on a few of my first round picks there. So getting him in the second round. Great, great value. Um, all right, so I'm up here at the 204, and I'm going to go with a guy we just talked about. Uh, the Raiders did not pick up his fifth-year option, but I think they find a way to get him signed this year. He's been too good to not sign. Uh, I'll take Josh Jacobs here at the 204. Pretty easy pick for me at this at this point. Ryan, you wow, got the 205. Changed. Yeah, exactly. Times have changed. Times have changed. <laughs> Wasn't he um, like a second round pick like a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah, and was he like a third last year or yeah. fourth last year? Third or fourth last year. I think people were writing him off. You know, they didn't pick up his fifth year option. They drafted Zamir White. I, yeah. I know I was on that boat. I was like all over <laughs> Zamir White. I drafted him in all my leagues. So, <laughs> Ryan, you got the 205 here. What you got? Uh, I'm going to say first, I'm like debating say first up high between two guys, between. Uh, Cooper Cup and CD Lamb, but I'm I love CD Lamb, man. The upside's there. I think he like we're seeing those glimpses this year. He's gonna end up with a really good season, but I think that breakout superstar season is very close. Like we're a year or so away. It's just that offense can be not stupid. <laughs> I think he's a superstar because like he has that. everything you want out of receiver, and I think we're gonna see it sooner rather than later. That re- that offense can be not stupid. Hashtag analysis right there. <laughs> Dude, that, I mean, it is, though. Like, everything they do in Dallas is dumb. Yeah. And I hate it. Like, there's just no- nothing they do makes sense. Agreed. All right, Jordan, you're here at the 206. So, since Cooper Cup's still here, I mean, I, I guess, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty Cup. easy go. <laughs> it's easy. Um, 
you know, obviously hinges on Stafford and what he looks like next year. But as of now, we're assuming that everybody's healthy. Yeah, give me Cooper Cup at this late in the in the draft. All right, good stuff. Um, I'm gonna take a guy that's also uh, out for the season, rookie sensation this year that got hurt, Mr. Brees Hall. Uh, I'll take him at, like easily that. here at the 207. Um, great value, obviously. You know, this year I think he would have been a top 12 running back had he stayed healthy this year. He, he looked amazing. So hopefully he can come back fully healthy next year at 207. I love that pick. Yep. Ryan, 208. Uh, he's missed two and a half games and he's still tight end two. It's Mark Andrews for me. Like, healthy Mark Andrews, he's still the apple of. Lamar's eye, and if once we have a competent offensive coordinator in there, and that offense opens up, it could get even better. Like they're not going to not feed him. Yeah. Yep. I we, just need Mark. I just need Mark Andrews when he has a chance to score an easy touchdown to just make <laughs> the catch. That's all I need to make those easy catches. They're placing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I know. I, I like. He has his net. Lapses sometimes I don't understand. I know it's it's happened. There's like and it's always like a multiple times in the same game. Yeah, it's like yep. one or two games a year. It always happens. Every time he's lights out the rest, but this couple times a year he has like multiple errors. It's super yeah. frustrated. It is. All right, Jordan, you got the two hundred nine here. So I'm trying to. I've been waiting to see if these guys we get taken. It's three kind of running backs that we've all been. Normally putting in the first or early, uh, May first, early yeah. May first, uh, early second. Looking at Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, it feels gross having them this late. Yeah, exactly. I was looking at the same three guys. Like I'm it, like, damn, it feels wrong. Second end of <laughs> yeah. the second round. So those I, guys are still there. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon out of those three. Uh, he has the more like I know exactly what I'm getting uh, with them. Um, I don't know what the Saints quarterback situation is going to be. And even if it's status quo, it's not really great for, for Kamara. Mm-hmm. Um, Alvin Cook, I, I think the more Kevin O'Connell kind of, you know, has his, his, his prints all over the offense, is going to be geared more to Jefferson. It's going to be geared to more get, getting the ball through the air. So I also think – Maybe come next year they might split more with Madison if he's still there. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with Mixon uh, here in, in the potent Bengals offense. Yeah, that's who I would have gone with too. I was hoping you could pick one of the other two guys because those are the three I was looking <laughs> at as well. Um, really, it's a it's a coin flip for me at this point between Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, and I'll go Dalvin Cook just because the the the, the here and now offense is better than the Saints offense. So I'm gonna yeah. assume that next year it'll be similar, even if they get a new quarterback in there. Uh, so I'll go with Dalvin Cook at the 210. Ryan, you get the 211. Uh, so this is for 2023, correct? Yes. I'm just double checking. You're going to draft a rookie, aren't you? <laughs> You're taking a rookie, aren't you? Dude, I'm thinking <laughs> B. John Robinson. Oh, my God. Do yourself a favor. Watch B. John Robinson play football. It's, it's an absolute joy. He's one of the best running back prospects I've ever watched. He does everything well. And it's so exciting. I don't care where he lands. He's a superstar. He's better than any running back the last two years. Wow. He, it's, it's unreal. Like, I'm taking him early in redraft. I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't know where he lands where he's not the lead back. 
I love it. I love that pick. I knew right away when you said it's for 23, right? I was like, yeah, he's going rookie. <laughs> Dude, he's I like started I his scouting today, Steve. and then he's ready to go. <laughs> I was looking at Ramadre Stevenson because I do love him. And but I'm like, bro, I watched him, and he is just, he's absolutely special. Good stuff. I like it. All right, Jordan, finish this off here at the 212. Where are you going? Oh, I was going Ramondre, so it's very anticlimactic, but... I yeah, spoiled it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Twice in a row. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> definitely going Ramondre here uh, to close it out. Yeah, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Harris is a free agent next year, right? So he definitely won't be back. So it'll be the Ramondre yeah. show. And, you know, I know we talk about their uh, their offense being the committee, but they don't have to have a committee with Ramondre. He does it all. He's the goal line back. He's the receiving back. He's between the 20 back. I mean, he's the guy, right? So I think I, I love that pick there. Roger Stevenson's one of those guys. I was, that... was kind of, what, what do you guys think about Najee Harris next year? I was thinking about him because uh, it felt kind of weird having him this late in the draft as well. Depends on what they do with that I offensive line. If, if they beat that it, offensive line up, I might it, put him up there because he's still getting the volume. Yeah, he, he looked shook this year. I don't think he's healthy. Like I think it's a pass. Like I don't think he he doesn't look he doesn't look confident running the ball. I live in Pittsburgh. I see a lot of like I see a lot of their games here, and yeah, you hear what the media says, and they think it's him. I think he's not healthy, man. Yeah, like he had that injury last year. I don't think he has that confidence, like just playing his foot and go like he used to. Yeah, like he's not going to be in that big frame. Uh, and real quick, let's say about Ramadre Stevenson. We're at six straight weeks with five-plus targets for a 240-pound back. Yeah, that's insane. You right? don't see that. Yeah. I don't even yeah. care if he's getting over 15 carries. You're getting that man in space. Yeah. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. That's like that's like Derrick Henry being able to catch passes right there. It's crazy. All right, let's get to some listener questions. Go ahead. Ask me anything. All right, we'll just alternate these so that we can get through as many as possible. Uh, Jordan, I'll give you the first one here. Pretty simple question. Zay Jones or Mac Hollins rest of season? Zay Jones. Uh, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller should be coming back off IR eventually, so that immediately kills uh, Hollins' value. Jones has been... Uh, he. He started off the season hot, kind of tailed off a little bit, but he's been coming on the last couple of weeks. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence has trusted him. So I I, th- I definitely think uh, Zay Jones rests the season. Yeah, that's a good call. And you're right. I forgot, you know, Waller and, and Renfro. I, I'm still used to the old IR. When they go on IR, they don't come back. But those there's two are, are definitely available to come back. And when they do, Hollins is basically the, 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 the guy that's going to miss out. All right. Uh, and that one was from... Uh, Pure, I don't know how to pronounce that. Pura Luau, Pura Luau 19, I, I assume. So we're going to go with that. Uh, this next one is from F4TA1 uh, on Discord, Ryan. Superflex PPR redraft. Uh, he needs at least one more win to secure a playoff spot. So he was offered Kirk Cousins and Cortland Sutton uh, for his Kyler Murray, which is on a bye this week. So he'd have Kirk Cousins to put in his lineup with Cortland Sutton this week to get that win. What do you think? Good. I'm keeping Kyler. Like, in Superflex, I don't care what he's doing off the field. I don't care if it's not double XP weekend. Like, <laughs> he's still he's still a top, he's still borderline top five quarterback on a week-to-week basis in fantasy at any given time because of his roughing upside. And this will be the first time he has both Marquise Brown 
and DeAndre Hopkins healthy. It's wheels up, man. Let's not overthink it. I think he's somebody you should trade for right now if you haven't hit a trade deadline yet. I like it. I like it. Uh, this one's from uh, Aza on Discord, uh, Jordan. So he's got a PPR. He needs to pick his flex spot here. He's got Traylon Burks, Alan Lazard, Isaiah Pacheco, and uh, DPJ, uh, obviously with Sean Watson back. What's your thoughts here? you got to pick one of those four. Uh, yeah, that's tough. I think, you know, I'm going to say DPJ. Uh, he's been, I know it was with Brissett, but he he has been consistent up until last week. Uh, if Watson is going to be throwing the ball, everything is, it isn't going to go to Amari Cooper. It isn't all going to go to Njoku. So he has the ability to spread it around, have multiple guys be productive. I, I'm going to take a chance on DPJ this week. Yeah, I'm with you 100% because of the matchup. I look at Traylon Burks, yeah. and that's who I want to put in there. Uh, but against the Patriots, yep, me too. yeah. <laughs> Against the Patriots is a little bit tough, so I, I think I'm with you. DPJ is who I'd go with. Uh, Ryan, half point PPR. Uh, simple question here: Chase Claypool, Nico Collins. Can I say neither? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's, um, that's gross. gross. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Um, I'm gonna Nico Collins just because of how heavily he's targeted. Like he had nine targets last week, seven week before, ten week before that, or not last week. The before they're by. Like, he's heavily targeted, man. And I trust targets more than anything in fantasy, even though Claypool does have that big play potential. Like but if that. I had to choose, that's the difference maker. All right, we'll do one more each here. Let me pick a good one here. This one's from Lonzo uh, going to you, Jordan. This is a trade question. Uh, Saquon Barkley to get back JT, Jonathan Taylor, and Juju Smith-Schuster. What side do you like there? Barkley for JT and Juju. I keep it Saquon. I, I don't, you know, Saquon, even if you think Saquon and Jonathan Taylor are equal, I guess you can, if some people may think that, Juju doesn't move the needle for me. I mean, he's been okay, but Mahomes spreads it around so much that it's hard to to say that you don't know what you're getting from a Chiefs receiver on a given week. So That's let me keep my Saquon. Yep, I agree. I think I'm with Saquon as well. I think JT's had some bounce back weeks there. <laughs> And I think he'll continue to do that, but uh, like you said, doesn't really move the needle for me with Juju thrown in there, so I'll keep Saquon as well. Um, all right, Ryan, we'll give you a trade question as well. A similar sort of setup here from Bruce Lee XR. He's trading away Austin Eckler to get back um, Amon Ross St. Brown and Ezekiel Phew. Elliott. Phew, that's, uh, that's a big one. Like, it's very much team dependent, which is normally a cop out answer. But, dude, I'm taking Eckler. He's so good. Like, I'm always a fan of taking the best player. I know Eckler's getting me my 15 to 20 points every single game, no matter what. The other two are good, but there's still some inconsistencies. I can make up that difference in point with just a regular guy on my bench of having two of them with Eckler. And I know Eckler's solid and play matchup otherwise. It's really tough. It's a good trade. Like, if you need depth, make it. But just in a nutshell, I'm taking the best player. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you as well. Eckler in a vacuum for sure. It is team dependent, and it is pretty close because St. Brown and Zeke could definitely improve your roster if you need help at running back and receiver. It's a very fair trade. But, like I said, in a vacuum, it's Eckler. Depending on my team, if I desperate for depth, I'll make it. Agreed. And feel gross. 
All right, let's get to our last segment of the night. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, Jordan. So typically at this point, I just kind of let you go with your Forgotten Fantasy Player. But because you're going for two, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to set it up a little bit uh, hard for you here. So we've been doing this segment for uh, five years now. So uh, pretty much every week for five years. So you had to come strong here as a going for two uh, representative here. So who is your Forgotten Fantasy Player? Oh, so now I feel like I, I dropped the ball. Um, <laughs> but no, I'll take it back to uh, not that long ago, but 2018, the 2018 season for me, this person single-handedly helped me win a championship, and it's C.J. Anderson. Uh, C.J. Anderson. Well, I like it. He, uh, you know, I don't know if you, well, I'm sure everybody kind of remembers. He he started that season playing for the Panthers. He played nine games for the Panthers, and he only had 104 yards in those nine games. Ty Gurley started the beginning of the end for him, had those knee injuries, and he had to, he mentioned a knee injury in, I think, week two. But he played all the way through until he missed those last two games of the regular season. C.J. Anderson filled in those last two games, and that the first game he filled in was a championship week for me in the league, and I needed running back help. You know, all the analysts were saying play him, so I just threw him out there in the championship week. Ran for 167 yards and a touchdown. Nice. Uh, I, I won the championship. He did this against Arizona, and then in, I didn't. I played him in another league that went all the way down to the last week, and. Uh, he had another big game, scored another touchdown. So in those last two games, he ran for 299 yards and two scores. So, you know, he definitely helped people win fantasy championships. And then the next year he went to Detroit, played two games and did nothing. So did nothing. He was out of the league uh, shortly thereafter that those blow up performances. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't think we've had T.G. Anderson yet. And that's, that's- no. And when you hear 2018, you're like, that's not be a great one, but. Dude, he's a good one, man. Like he was for legit. No one, no one brings him up. Yep. <laughs> and and even like, when they do him. bring him up, they talk about his. If they do bring him up, it's Denver. You know, they don't even think about you know when he went there to fill in for. I forgot. I completely forgot he played for the Rams. Yeah, when you said Todd Gurley, I'm like Todd Gurley. What? What are we? Where are we going here? And then I remembered he went to the Rams. That's a good call. That's a good call. That, I love it. Yeah, that 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 was a good spit on him. I like that. Good yeah. stuff. All right, that wraps the podcast up. We'll go around the room. Just give us your Twitter handle. And if you want to plug anything, we'll go to you first, Jordan. Uh, find me on Twitter, uh, at jarsenal 89 uh, I'm going for two uh, fancy cheat sheet every Tuesday night with Mike and Jamie. Uh, catch a cut them or keep them article on goingfor2.com every week. Good stuff. Brian, you got anything going on? Uh, find me on Twitter, Fox 534 Find me here Wednesday nights. Find me over at the Rookie Big Board. We're going to be starting diving into some uh, 2023 rookie class stuff. So I'm really excited about that. Hopefully, Jeff's going to let me do uh, do rookie profiles this year. Who knows? He didn't let me do it last year, but I'm hoping this year I get to uh, talk about them. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. It's rookie season. I'm excited. Good stuff. And, yes, this year we will talk about them. We will set that up and make sure that we get some rookie profiles in there. Uh, so next week, next Wednesday so. night, uh, we're going to have Mike, uh, Mike Hicks on, who's also from the Fancy Cheat Sheet. That's going to be our 300th episode, so make sure y'all tune in for that. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, it'll also be our last podcast of the year for the Armchair Fantasy Show. 
the following week, we're going to have our holiday show that we do every year with all the going for two people, whoever we can get to come on. Um, so make sure you check that out as well. That'll be on the 21st. Um, but so that's pretty much it uh, for Ryan, for Jordan. I'm Jeff, and uh, we will see you all next week.